and welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and joining me on this episode is Angela Fazio, owner of the Forum Coworking Space, host of Midweek Mind Freak, and broker with EXP Realty. All right, Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. So uh, let's start with your background. How did you get into real estate? Uh, Good story. So I was a school teacher (laughs) for a while. And in 2001, I got into real estate, which is the the day I got into real estate is the day I met my husband. So we met in 2001. We partnered that year. And unfortunately, we really struggled. When I say struggle, I mean almost move in with his parents. I was 29 years old. I had a child. And I thought I had to move into his parents' house because I, I just had such a hard time. We had such a hard time getting off the ground. But thank God, in 2002, things came together. And that year, we sold uh, $12 million in real estate. The next year, we sold $17.5 million. The next year, we sold uh, uh, $22 million. And then in 2005, we sold tw- uh, $40 million, just the two of us, in real estate in Arizona with itty-bitty house prices. So it was a wow. lot of homes. At the same time, we were raising a team. And that year, our team sold 89 million apart from us. Super blessed. We had a great career. We started a brokerage at the end of 2005. We grew it for 15 years. And in January uh, this year, um, in 2019, we had 900 900 agents about. And then we closed 6,000 transactions last year and almost 2 billion in production. So our, our background's been super, super rich in success and blessing. I have literally coached thousands of agents and overseen over 40,000 transactions, 9 billion in production. And I love, I love this career. Wow. Uh, you have had some serious success. That's impressive. Yes. Thanks to God. <laughs> <laughs> so you got into it in 2001 and in 2002, Correct. you, you did what did you say? 16 million? 12 million in 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did you do that? So unfortunately, when I started, I, did, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, nor did I surround myself with the right people to help me know quickly. Mm-hmm. So we tried to figure it out by ourselves. And that is the biggest problem with our career is people trying to reinvent the wheel. There is no reason to reinvent the wheel in real estate, but I, I reinvented the wheel, tried to. And, um, and it wasn't until a light bulb. Now I feel stupid for even saying it, but a light bulb went off that it's all about your prospecting and follow-up. You know, it's all about getting out there, learning how to meet new people, finding out if they're looking to buy or sell and if they'll use you. And you have to do that in an intense way and you have to follow up excellently. It sounds so elementary, elementary to me now, but it took all that time for the light bulb to click. And as soon as we figured that out and we started prospecting in an extreme way, it was a game changer. Hmm. So when you say in an extreme way, how, how did you go about it? <laughs> so we are definitely extremists, my husband and I. Um, that year in 2002, um, we got our greatest sources of income because we didn't have centers of influence. So our greatest sources of income were open house and, and door knocking, which by the way, in today's real estate market, there are so many ways to prospect. I have people that I know that get 100% of their business from Instagram. 
I have people that I know that, that kill it and do it all through YouTube. So I'm not suggesting that door knocking and open houses is the only way to get business. It's just how we did. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we, <laughs> we literally door knocked 600 to a thousand flyers a week for a year and a half Jeez. with call to action. And we did open houses. And when I say we did open houses, we did open houses probably five times a week or more from as early as we could get in until we had to leave unless we were showing houses or unless we were listing homes. So we were extremely extreme (laughs) with the way that we used our prospecting. Um, It doesn't have to be done that way, but there needs to be a level of intensity with your prospecting that matches what the level of success you're going for. So that's how we personally did it. And then it transitioned over a couple of years to a little more of working our center of influence because then we had one, (laughs) you know, but we didn't have one at first. And then the other thing that really snapped for us is we weren't just prospecting, looking for buyers or sellers. We were prospecting, looking for people who could be a part of our center of influence. Hmm. And once prospecting became buyers, sellers, and people to put in our center of influence, it was a game changer. Hmm. So how did you identify those people for your center of influence? Um, Hey, by the way, if you were looking to buy or sell, who would you use as your realtor? Nobody. Great. Can I, can I create, can I keep in touch with you in a meaningful way so that if you're looking to buy or sell in the future, or, you know, somebody you're going to trust me. Mm -hmm. So come and, and then we would, you know, put them into our system to keep in contact and build relationship and trust with them so that they would use us once they were ready. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It sounds very simple uh, in retrospect. Simple, but not easy. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> so you've been in the Arizona market your your whole, whole real estate time. career. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you What do you like about the real the uh, Arizona market? I don't know another market. Um, so, but I will tell you what's since now I work with people um, all across the nation. I know that the Arizona market has some unique benefits in that that we're very people move in and move out a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's great. It's it's actually crazy. The people who are native to Arizona are unique. They have a huge center of influence because there's not very many people who are native to Arizona and everyone else is coming in or out because of the business here, the economy, what Arizona has to offer. So it's good. It's good because we always have movement. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely helps. How have things been throughout the pandemic? That depends who you're talking to. For us, it has been fantastic yeah. because we um, we can function very naturally virtually. Um, a lot of people have stuck their head in the sand. Even whole brokerages have closed their doors and never reopened. Yeah. Um, they, they're open, but they don't reopen. So it's been, it dep- I really believe that it's an unfortunate incident, just like 2008 when the whole world crashed and the housing market crashed, that was unfortunate as well. But with every challenge, there are people who are going to raise up and, and gain some great success throughout that time, like you guys have at the CE shop, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are going to be people who use it as an excuse to stick their head in the sand. We just didn't didn't function that way. So we've been really fortunate and my agents are doing very well. Wow. That's awesome. What do you feel like you learned making it through the uh, 2008 financial crisis? Oh, wow. Um, So interesting. We grew that year. So um, we were a new brokerage in two, at the end of 2005 
And so 2006 was still really good. 2007 was kind of a little shaky. 2008 was hard, but we focused on, um, we focused on talking to enough people to find out the people who were not freaking out. Now everyone was freaking out, but we literally said, yes, I understand that all of these things are happening, but you can, you can adapt and you can work harder and you can still have passion and you can still serve people. Well, you might have to serve them differently, Mm -hmm. right? You might have to serve them differently, but you can still serve people. Well, God created us to serve people. And just because the pandemic or 2008 is happening, doesn't mean that there's a lack of, of the ability to serve. Some people go completely inward and they freak out. And then you can just focus outward and help people through it. We, had success that year. It was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was super, super hard. And we had to make some changes, but we still grew that year because we focused on serving people to help them through. Yeah. It was got to focus on the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what can you tell us about the forum? Okay. So a little backstory. Um, we opened the forum three years ago and the purpose of the forum is community. So there's a bar cafe in there, which is awesome. We have podcast room. We have a green screen room, lots of conference rooms, places to make calls, tons of um, rooms to have classes and facilitation and masterminds. We actually accounted for all the different styles of work, whether it be collaborative to working alone in a a more secluded environment. We, We created that space because we wanted our agents to have this benefit locally of a unique workspace that makes them feel more productive, professional, whatever, get together with other businesses because it's also a co-work space. So we bring okay. in other businesses. Um, we have a, a real estate, our real estate school locally is housed out of that building. And we even run our now EXP events and certain collaboration things, even through the pandemic, whatever the um, rules were, (laughs) you know, 10 people, then 50 people, then no people, like whatever (laughs) that was, that's just a collaborative space. We have, um, it has a gorgeous, uh, huge 7,000 foot square foot patio outdoor space. So you can do client appreciation events and you can create different social events or work events, vision boarding, goal setting, classes, Hmm. happy hours, bands, like whatever is appropriate at the moment, you know, (laughs) depending on the pandemic to work excellently and serve people. So Hmm. that's why we created that space. Um, It's been interesting this year because all of a sudden we're all realizing that Physical space is important, but we can also function really well virtually. And I think we've done personally a great job of saying we can do both. Mm -hmm. We can have the physical space when we need it and when it's appropriate. And then we can also thrive virtually. And that's why I think that we've had such a great year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And EXP is private. It's virtual, right? It's a virtual. virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that helps having all those tools at your disposal. We have the best of both worlds. I always tell people we have a very unfair advantage because we have all of the things that happened that we built over 15 years and then we brought it into this forward thinking virtual space. Yeah. So we really have an unfair advantage (laughs) in helping people to grow their businesses. I help people all over the nation and in Canada and I love it. (laughs) That's really cool. 
So you also wrote a book with your husband called Mastering Your Real Estate Career. Uh, can you tell us a bit about why you decided to write that? Um, well, this is definitely our passion. And now I can say, <laughs> now I can say this um, without sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. Now we've had thousands and thousands of people read it. So I can tell you with confidence that it's extremely helpful. It's a, a book about what you're getting into if you get into real estate. And it's a book about the type of mindset that will help you to be successful. I do have a couple of things that I need to kind of take back <laughs> from that book because we wrote it, I don't know how many years ago, like maybe three years ago or something like that. And one chapter in the book talks about it's impossible to be really super successful part-time. That's not true. <laughs> we just, as, as revelation, we were not, we were not equipped to help part-time agents. Yeah. But now I know if somebody's watching this, that's a part-time agent with me, they're laughing at me. See, never say never. Because <laughs> now we can successfully help anybody who wants to be successful in the real estate space. We can help them. So it really is just a book. If you're like, is this for me? You know, is it for me? Do I really want to have massive success? And what will it take to get there up here? If you read it and you get to the end of the book and you're like, yes, then great. If you get to the end of the book and you're like, no way I'm out. <laughs> then you'll at least know before you get there. <laughs> That's great. So it's a good litmus test for whether or not it really is. you're yes. cut out. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you give some, like, what are some of the key takeaways? Um, it talks a lot about, um, well, and this doesn't just pertain to real estate mm -hmm. and anything that you're trying to succeed at, there's a level of a mindset. You have to, you can't just try it. I, I had a, my midweek mind freak this morning, which is a podcast I do it. We talked about commitment and commitment is far bigger than we think it is. Commitment is not just saying, I want to be a successful real estate agent and I want to make a lot of money doing that. It's if you commit to that, you're committing to every step that comes along the way. You're committing to the process. And the process is not always fun. Nothing that's worthwhile is going to be fun every step of the way. Mm -hmm. So not only are you committing to making all that money at the end of the road, which is completely possible, but you're committing to at some level, no matter how God wired you, you're committing to stepping out of your comfort zone and doing that over and over and over and over again consistently and persistently, right? So you can get that thing that you think that you're committed to. Yeah. And so that's really the message, but it's the message of any true success. You have to be willing to go through the process. You have to commit to the process. And there's always parts of that that are harder than you think it's going to be. You have to understand that that process is not um, defined by success and failure. Both of them are part of the process. So you have to embrace both parts of them. And so it really brings out that in a tangible way. So I'm talking about it really high level. But when we get into the book, we talk about what does that look like? How might you, if you choose open houses as your prospecting method, what does that practically look like? Mm -hmm. How, what are the things that you're going to have to come up against in your mind? What are the things you're going to have to come up against in your career? And are you willing, do you have the tenacity and the grit to get through that. And if you can answer yes, well then do it. And it's going to be harder than you just, even when you said yes, it's going to be harder than that. And it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. And better than that, the most important part of the process that I don't know for sure that I emphasize strongly enough is it matters who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. That is so huge that if, if you 
if you skip that step, I don't care how great you are. You will not achieve the level of success, success that you can. The people that you surround yourself with is probably one of the most important concepts that I don't know for sure that I can put in writing well enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when you say that, do you mean, uh, coaches or, you know, coworkers, everybody, everybody and everything. So uh, one of the reasons why we moved revelation, my brokerage over to EXP is because, um, this is going to sound awful, but I mean it, I was tired of me and my husband being the smartest people in the room. (laughs) And I, and I, and that sounds so awful, but I mean it humbly. Like we went to the date, we went outside of real estate to the Dave Ramsey organization to help grow our business. And he, and that organization helped us grow our agents from 350 to 900. Wow. So because we took ourselves out of our industry and put ourselves into the Dave Ramsey organization, we were able to grow like that. And then all of a sudden, part of our decision was, wait a minute, I shouldn't have to do that. I, if there's an option to go somewhere where there's unlimited resources of really smart, go after it professional people. Why am I not putting myself in that situation? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. And now we've grown our 900 group to 3,200. Gee. So it really, 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 really matters who you surround yourself with. If you're wired that way, if you're just lazy and a weenie, go be lazy and a weenie. But if you're not, you need to take that part of it really seriously. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wanted to learn more about this book, Where can they find it? Um, You can find it on Amazon. We are on Amazon. This is what it looks like. But if you don't want to spend money on it, I'll send it to you. All they have to do is contact me and and I'll send it out. Okay. Awesome. After the break, Angela talks about what makes real estate an especially good career for working moms. Angela and her husband Chuck have built their own real estate empire in Arizona, and although they're talented and committed brokers, you too can build what they have. The first step is to have the right education, which is where the CE shop comes in. You've already found this podcast, so you know about the industry-leading content from Agent Essentials, but when it comes time to complete your pre-licensing, exam prep, post-licensing, or continuing education, we have you covered. You can even save 25% on your online real estate courses with promo code SHOPTALK. Uh, so you also host a podcast called Moms in Real Estate. Uh, yes. why, why did you specifically single out moms? I have a passion for helping women build their business. So um, we do lots of podcasts. My husband and I do several together, but that particular one I do with uh, Kristen Cantrell, who's uh, one of my best friends and a long-term partner with me in real estate. And um, we love to take moms in real estate at, at any stage. I don't care if you're a first-year mom in real estate, first year in real estate, or super successful and have a great business, or you've run a team. We bring a variety of of backgrounds onto the show and we just discuss life. And so what happens is, is we, we use that show to encourage, educate, and empower women and let them know that real estate is a space where you can have an amazing career, no matter your season of life, and no matter your definition of an amazing career, you can have that in the real estate space. So we just have all of these examples of amazing women and their different 
definitions of success when it comes to their family, when it comes to their career, how they structure it, their struggles, their successes. And I hope that when people watch it, they are inspired to say, well, gosh, if she can do it, so can I, because she's got my situation or something similar. And we're just trying to do use that podcast to encourage women to embrace this, this career. Yeah, I think that's great. And you sort of mentioned it before that you used to be uh, against the idea of somebody working part-time in real estate, but- I wasn't against it. I wasn't necessarily against it. I just didn't think it was possible to do it successfully. And I certainly didn't feel like I could help people do it successfully. Now I have the resources through EXP to, to help anyone who's willing to do the work to, to be successful. I just wasn't able to confidently bring somebody in and say, I will help you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But now I can. So I have to take that back. I, I want to do a red line. I want to say, <laughs> Mastering your real estate career, redlined, you know, now this is what I have. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Just rip that chapter out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for somebody, you know, if they are a stay-at-home mom or they have some other situation and they're looking at getting into it part-time, mm -hmm. uh, how does that look different from some of the stuff you've already, some of the advice you've already given? Oh, listen to me. I, I have a girl that I work with. Her name is Amy Gregory. Look her up. She works 10 hours-ish a week. She makes six figures and she takes the summers off. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds really nice. How did she? No, make it doesn't sound nice to me. I love <laughs> to work. I would never just want to do, she, she's like really, I have six children and two grandchildren. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I'm not into my kids like she is. Like she's really into, I'm not the typical mommy. She literally wants the kids over to her house all the time. And, you know, she's that kind of a mom and that's her wheelhouse. That's her, that was her goal. And so she figured that out. And now she helps women figure that out. <laughs> so the, I have a woman that is working with me. Uh, she lives in Georgia. She's amazing. Her name is Tia at Tia Moses Webb. You can look her up. She was a capper. If you're in real estate, you know what this means. That means that you're a producer. You're, she is a capper and she had a full-time job. And now she's going into real estate full-time. I have all of these examples now and roadmaps and resources and tools to say, what is your definition of success? And if you're willing to do what it takes, because Amy Gregory is no weenie, like she, when she spends her time, she is extremely intentional. Mm -hmm. So if you are, if you have a, a specific goal, oh, I'll tell you another one. The person who's going to be in moms in real estate tomorrow, she did one, she started real estate last year, one deal, the whole year, the whole year. The whole year, she did one deal, deal, not because she wanted to, because she sucked, right? But this year, she made one specific change, and she closed 18, and she's got like five or six in escrow. Gee. One specific change. So there are solutions. If you can put yourself around the right people, and you can have the right resources, and you're willing to do what it takes, there are solutions. And you can do this part-time, full-time, Believe me, there are plenty of full-time realtors that don't even work full-time. They, they work worse than part-time. So, <laughs> so I am now inspired to help anybody and everybody who has the grit to get it done. Wow. Okay. So you've, you have six kids, I you have kids. multiple podcasts, you're a broker, you, you're always doing something. It seems like, how do you stay motivated? Um, I, I keep, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ keeps me motivated, but I have a huge why. 
I have a huge why. I know exactly what it is. I know my purpose. I know where I am most effective to bless people and help people. And I say no a lot. I say no a lot. I even say no to good things so I can say yes to great things. Now, I don't have it nailed down. I'm a hot mess. But I know that there's everyone has the same amount of time and everyone has the same access to resources. It's just what you do with them. So I don't know. It's the grace of God because I, I, I have a real estate school and a co-work space and a bar cafe and I run my real estate and my husband's my best friend. We spend 24-7 together and we have dates six days a week. So you can get it done. You know, you can put all that stuff in there. It's just a matter of how you're going to choose to spend your time. Yeah. Yeah. So on the subject of spending your time, how, how do you map that out? Uh, I, I don't know if you know what the disc profile is, but I'm all D. I have no C. So I struggle with details, um, but I do know how to work. So I spend the most time in my day talking with people, looking for people who are looking for me to build business. And then I have resources and people around me that help pour into that process so that the people who say, I trust you will succeed. So I spend most of my time prospecting, Hmm. most of it. Wow. What is one thing that every agent should do to grow their business? Okay, I can tell you succinctly and base it on facts for all you C's out there. So the National Association of Realtors puts out statistics every year. And um, an alarming statistic that has never changed since I started in real estate is that um, 96% of the agent population fails to have process and procedure around keeping in touch with their past clients and center of influence. 96%. That's effectively, I know 4% of the real estate population does something in that realm, Mm -hmm. probably not much. So if you can create, and I will give anyone a training on this. I have a YouTube training on how to work with your center of influence. That would be a good framework to create this process and procedure. So you need a system to use. We use KB core and you need a process and procedure of keeping track of the people you know, your center of influence, your past clients, the people that you're building relationship with. You need a process and procedure around that. If you can establish that and have a system that helps you, you will be ahead of the game, ahead of 96% of the population of real estate agents. And that is the foundation of a good sales business. So I would say that that is the that is, if, if, if anyone's struggling out there and they don't have that together, let me help you put that together and you'll be ahead of the game. That will be a game changer for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think agents knowing how to spend their time is the biggest part of it. It's hard. Sure. It's hard. There's so many distractions. Oh, yeah. I, I, I make fun all the time. I have to check every single day. My Instagram, my Slack, my workplace chat, my uh, texts, my emails, my, I mean, the list goes on yeah. and you can spend your whole day just trying to figure out who's trying to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. But if you don't intentionally put your time in the areas that are money-making activities, you'll feel woo busy, but you'll accomplish nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when somebody is, is thinking of building out a team, I mean, how did you start to build out your team? <laughs> 
embarrassing. So <laughs> we were we were totally failing, and we decided to move brokerages back in two thousand one, and. Um, so we said, we're moving. And a couple of girls said, Hey, we want to, we want to be on your team. And we were, this is honest, God truth. We were like, uh, we don't have a team. And they were like, well, we still make a team. We want to be on your team. And we were like, but we're failures. They're like, we don't care. We just want to be around you. And so that's literally how we started our team. We left and we brought two girls with us. And then we figured out that it's not so much what, you know, Okay, there are a lot of teams out there, and I know them personally, that they actually know stuff. <laughs> they know <laughs> stuff, and they have systems, and they have procedures, and they can bless people. But much of sales and much of success in sales or real estate is the level of passion and energy you bring to it, right? We mm-hmm. had that down pat. We didn't know anything else, but we had that. We had the passion, and we had the energy. And so we were willing to pour into people as we were learning And so, and we were also willing to model extreme prospecting at the moment. You know, that's what we did. So nobody could be on our team if they weren't willing to do open houses consistently and persistently, because that's what was working for us. I wish I could tell you we had this magic formula. We totally didn't. We really didn't. We made far more mistakes than we had successes at first, Um, but we were willing to do it and do it in an extreme way and fail in an extreme way. And we were able to figure it out enough to help people to exude that same passion and energy, or at least attract people who exuded that same passion and energy so that they can go out there and just figure it out. Because that's what we had to do because we didn't have a roadmap. And I feel terrible for people who don't have a roadmap because it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. It's painful. One year we spent $36,000 on a lead generating system that gave us no, a whole lot of leads, a lot of them, none, none that were good. <laughs> they were terrible. So we made a lot of expensive mistakes. And so now at least we're in a position where we can still exude the same passion and energy and attract people with the same passion and energy, but we actually have a roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. It's a that makes deal. all the difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my last question, uh, which is one that I ask of all of my guests, is if you could go back to the beginning of your career and change one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Nothing. Nothing. And, and here's why. Because although it was a painful start, and there are so many things I... I could have if I knew, but I didn't know. And the truth of the matter is, is God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And I, I truly don't like the pain of some of the things that we had to do, but I would not be able to help people as intensely and as, as passionately as I can now, if I had not been so broke, or if I had not really made that huge mistake. So I can now and, and I don't know it all, definitely not. But when I'm talking to somebody about certain subjects, I can say it with such confidence and intensity because I lived through a process. So I don't think, I don't think I would change a thing. Yeah, I don't like some of that, but no, no, I, I don't. I tell people when I'm, when I'm recruiting them now, I wish somebody would have told me, but I only wish somebody would have told me because I'm able to tell them now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to tell them now with such confidence without having, so nothing, it would be silly to say anything else. <laughs> yeah. It seems like things have worked out just fine the way they did. <laughs> yeah. They worked out really good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been happy broke 
And I've been happy with money. I prefer happy with money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, if somebody would like to learn more about you or anything that you're doing, where can they go? Um, several places. If you just were to Google Angela Fazio, you're going to find us, but we are the iconic power couple on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my phone number is readily available. I, I welcome people to call me directly. I do business strategy calls all the time, all day long. Um, if you want our book and you don't want to pay for it, I will send it to you. So just go find my information, contact me, my, uh, my email address. I'll tell you it's Angela Fazio with the number two after it at gmail.com. Um, whatever I can do to help somebody uh, make this a career for themselves and be successful, I am happy to do that. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, inviting me. I really appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the talk, you can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. And while you're there, you might as well leave us a nice review. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop.